Chapter 4. Two-Sided Talent It seemed as if academics and intelligence conspired against me. My third grade teacher in elementary told my mom that I was not at the same level as all the other students. She even suggested I take special comprehension classes. I cried while listening outside the classroom. Sadness filled my heart when I overheard the teacher tell my mom that I was dyslexic and I would never accomplish academic success without help. Special help. My mom refused to believe this. However, because of this, she was especially more concerned of my progress when it came to schoolwork. She never left my side and kept persisting. One day, her determination frustrated me and I became too overwhelmed. When I came home from school, she notified me that she had consulted a learning center. Unfortunately, a tutor would guide me in my studies. My heart still cannot explain the feeling I experienced that day. This was too much for me to handle. I did not want a tutor. Why? I did not even want to live in that house. I wanted to go back. Why couldn't my mom just understand that I was not as talented as other students? Why didn't she accept me the way I was? A heavy rock seemed to fall on my heart as I noticed all my sisters looking at me. I felt I was different, too different to accept, even by my family. I wanted to go running forever and never come back. After she told me about the tutor, I screamed, I don't want a tutor. I'm not going to accept that help. This, of course, is not what I... wanted to say at all I wanted my mom's help I guess it was just hard to accept the fact that I needed it my heart wanted to shove all my feelings out and expose my hidden identity of desperate melancholy I ran into the shower and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried that day, I did not experience a feeling of madness, but of extreme sadness. It seemed as if everyone had this light that shined so bright, and the more light you had, the more you were acknowledged. I was mad because I didn't seem to have a light, or at least that's how I felt. And if I did have one, it apparently didn't shine bright enough. That day, I realized that maybe I wasn't a diamond. Maybe I was just a rock. I didn't shine, and apparently my beauty was not of eminent value. When I was crying in the shower, my madness was growing in feeling. I asked God why he had not made me with the same qualities my sisters had. Every time my relatives asked my sisters of how their studies were going, I would just try to leave before they got to me. I could not bear the feeling of sadness knowing I would shame my mom by my lack of intelligence. Never had I felt so incompetent. I prayed to God, please, God, make me smart so that my mom can be proud of me. Please make me smart. Please make me smart. This became my prayer request every night. If God made the heaven and the earth and the sea, he could make me smart. So many times my mom had talked to me about God, how big and amazing he was. If he was watching over me, which I knew he was, he would hear my cry. Years in school seemed endless. Finally, I had made it to middle school. After several weeks of school, I was horribly humiliated in one of my classes. 
The teacher was so mad at me that she screamed at me in front of the entire class. The drawings I made on the side of my assignment got to her to the brink of utter disappointment. But I couldn't help it. Art was an escape. When I felt overwhelmed and lost in my academics, I knew I could find myself in art. A paper and a pencil somehow unlocked the doors to my inner thoughts. I could draw people that weren't perfect and create images that were not symmetrical. In art, I wasn't judged according to my level of intelligence, but rather by the quality of genuine creativity. Art was a world filled with people and shapes and things and situations that weren't perfect. A place where value rested on the essence of the mixture of colors to create beauty instead of searching for it. Unfortunately, my teacher didn't see what I saw. And to her, I lacked all the qualities on her success checklist. The following week, she requested a parent conference with my mom. That day, I heard her tell my mother something I will never forget. With anger in her heart, she informed my mom with frustration that she didn't know how I would ever make it to college. The teacher complained of my incompetence and eagerness for distraction. In her eyes, I could see the disappointment and shame she felt against me. And I understood. Sadly, I understood. On our way home, I felt ashamed. I knew my mom was ashamed of me. Or so I felt. At that moment, I wish that I could have been someone else, someone who would fulfill my mother's expectations. She deserved a good daughter, not a failure. After I arrived home, I went to my room and thought deeply of what the teacher had said. I wanted to give up. No matter what I did, nothing seemed to go my way. My third grade teacher said I was dyslexic and now my social studies teacher was telling me I would never make it to college. I was so mad because God has not God had not blessed me with the same talent that everybody seemed to have. It seemed as if everyone was against me and I was fighting the world. How was this a fair fight? It was only years later that I realized that maybe things weren't supposed to go my way and that it was all part of God's plan. At that moment in my life, I was confused. Years later, I realized that God had a plan for my life, one that I didn't understand. Later, that the puzzle pieces started joining in agreement to the seasons of my life. I learned to comply instead of complain, to understand instead of underestimate, and to stand in awe of the Creator, even when I didn't understand His ways. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Isaiah 55, 8.